everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone out there who wants to find me on Instagram and Facebook, and actually I'm on TikTok now. I'm learning that whole thing. So that's at Justin Bazaar on all three of those. If you want to find the podcast, it's at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's on Facebook and Instagram. So thank you for everyone for listening in. So we have a couple of cool things going on today. The first is... We have a guest who's arrived to hang out with us in Colorado, Deborah and I, uh, J.R. Tao of the Goat Beef Jerky. He's going to be one of our guest hosts today. How are you doing today, J.R.? I'm doing fantastic, Justin. Thank you for introducing me. And so, J.R., in case the audience uh, doesn't know, his episode number eight, he's done three episodes with us, but number eight in particular is our number one episode of all time so far and number one episode of... 2019 so this is a good segue is jr will be getting an award for number one podcast at the food and beverage entrepreneur summit in june 3rd and 4th in milledgeville georgia that we're doing as a podcast we have over 400 tickets uh registered for they're free so i don't want to say sold but we have over 400 um tickets that have been registered for there's still some out there if anyone's interested you can look online um, please do that on Eventbrite. They are free. So register. They're for food and beverage entrepreneurs, farmers, retailers, people that have marketplaces, things like that. Come join us. We have a cool co- keynote speaker we'll be announcing. I think everyone will be impressed. We have some ex-professional uh, athletes that are now in the food and beverage space that will be coming to do some inspirational uh, speaking and some educational talks. So it's going to be pretty fun. And we have a whole two days of afternoon collaborations on how food and beverage entrepreneurs can collaborate with farmers, collaborate amongst themselves and collaborate with some of these mom and pop marketplaces that are out there that'll be joining us. So it's going to be pretty cool. With that being said, I also have a guest co-host with us, uh, Sandra Vaughn. And Sandra, in case anyone wants to know, works with Deborah and I um, at Food Service Partners, and she's our corporate dietitian and um, our executive director of food and beverage commercialization. But I brought her on today because Sandra um, has a natural interest in nutrition, and obviously she's a dietitian, so she has a lot of interest in things. So it's a good pairing, I feel like, for the guests we have on today for the interview. So Sandra, will you quick, quick say hello, and for the audience, give us like a two to three minute background of yourself and, and tell us who you are and, and why you have a love of food. Yes. Hello, uh, JR, Justin, Molly and Kyle and, and our fans. I have been a dietitian for 30 years, but in the last 15 years have taken a very special interest in food innovation, trying to look at food trends uh, and especially food trends and how they how they come about to really help us age well and I think that especially today's topic is going to speak to some of that so I'm excited to to talk to uh, Kyle and Molly thank you guys thank you so with that being said I want to sort of let everyone know who our interviewees are and we've sort of talked beforehand and they have a very cool product i'm actually drinking it in my coffee right now and deborah beat me to the punch this morning she actually 
you know, and I'm not going to let everyone know. I'm going to leave a little curiosity here, and then we could explain it. I put it in my coffee, and then there's this little electronic battery-operated, what I'll call a toy, just for, for shits and giggles, that helped spice up my coffee. So it was a pretty cool thing. So with that being said, uh, I have with us today Kyle and Molly Rucker uh, from Santa Barbara, California, and they have a brand that they are building in the food and beverage space called Keto Brains. How are you guys doing today, Molly and Kyle? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, good to be here. Well, I can already feel your guys' energy, and I I love it when we start off this way because I get pumped up. Because you guys, when I do podcasts like these and you guys pump me up, then I have a more productive work day. So that's pretty fun. So that being said, Kyle and Molly, you guys are brother and sister. So this is the first brother and sister combo we've had on the podcast. We've had a brother and a sister-in-law and a sister and a brother-in-law on, or I guess they're kind of the same thing. But it's... um, But so tell us a little bit about your guys' adventure, each of your backgrounds, and how you came to form Keto Brains. Okay. So, man, so for myself, I've been in the nutrition and supplement industry for about 20 years. Um, I was a very overweight child who discovered as many American females do, uh, the eating disorder path. And that path led to a path of really wanting to find out what is health? How do I find it? Um, how do I maintain it? What is the right diet? Um, and over many, many years, I finally figured out, you know, how to have a relationship with nutrition and food. Um, and that was a large part of my ending up in the supplement world. I, got a job at a little health food store years ago and that began this amazing journey of trying to really understand you know health um a couple of years ago a friend was consistently telling me there was this podcast i needed to listen to with this guy named dominic Diego, and i kind of kept ignoring him and eventually i listened to this podcast and it was the first three-hour episode of Dominic D'Agostino on Joe Rogan and it just kind of blew my mind because everything he was sharing with regards to the ketogenic diet and how it was really evolutionarily what made the most sense clicked for me with everything I had been picking up over years. So I basically stopped eating carbohydrates that day and got myself into a ketosis three days later and that began a whole new journey of learning um, about the science behind ketones uh, and how they affected our bodies. Um, and in my day job, I'm still in the nutrition and supplement industry for another company. Um, and it's, it's really fascinating to me. And Keto Brain was really born out of what happened when I got my brother into ketosis and we would get together and we already love getting together and playing the brain space, but you get the two of us together high on ketones and oh my goodness. Um, so that was kind of the genesis of keto brains came from both of us experimenting in ketosis. Um, I'll stop talking in a second here and let Kyle jump in, but he was uh, training for endurance runs and deeply fat adapted and we'd go on these long hikes and have all these ideas and we realized 
that there were a lot of things that we were doing in our own lives that were fantastic. And we'd have friends that we would share our little concoctions with. And we realized there was no good reason to not make our concoctions available to more people. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let Kyle jump in. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, and I... A ketosis tag team here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Yeah, I guess. So we're five years apart. I'm your brother. And uh, I've also always been the guinea pig <laughs> because mm-hmm. your sister would find something that worked that she thought was amazing and she would essentially force it on me. And I would reluctantly just agree <laughs> to do it eventually and realize that she was right. And, then, and um, I continued, you know, into adulthood for the most part. And I think, I think it was through the endurance and the runs where I realized that without trying to, I was in ketosis a lot. I don't, I was kind of a natural intermittent faster. I don't eat breakfast much. It's always coffee and some sort of, you know, concoction that the sister and I would put together. Um, but those mental states, that brain state you get into when you, when you have a high ketone level, it's so distinct from when you're not in ketosis over time. And I just realized it when I was running fast in that keto brain almost all the time. So then when sister got focused on it and realized or shared that you can have this diet, you can experience that more frequently, more regularly. I was like, yeah, let's do that. I mean, <laughs> let's figure this out. More of that brain state, please. Yeah. And so as far as like ketosis goes, that's, or keto brains, that's my interest. That's my in. And, um, and he's he, a full-time entrepreneur to begin with. He's right. a photographer with a photography business. And if you're out on a photo shoot, you know, you're easy, you're easily going 12 hours out eating to begin with. And then you kind of forget, you kind yeah. of forget. So he, he, he popped into ketosis pretty quick. And as we kind of mentioned, you know, the the product that we currently have, the ones that are in the works, these are things we've been concocting for ourselves just over the years of figuring out what neurotransmitters were were the ones that moved us in the way that we wanted to be moved and playing with, you know, how much acetylcholine is too much acetylcholine? When do we come in with the GABA? When do we come in with the dopamine? And I think that one of the things that motivates us both is we can, I believe, in this life, find the brain state and the body state that we want to live in consistently. And I believe that we can find patterns of behavior and consumption that allow us to be as close to at one with our own minds every day when we wake up as we want to be. And to me, that's a really important part of this is how do we how do we how do we live the most optimal life for us um, through body movement, through brain work, through learning and through what we consume uh, food wise, supplement wise, content wise. Um, that's that's. The- so I'm going to let Sandra Sandra, do you want to ask any questions? Do you want to talk about product lines um, with keto brains because i want to make sure i i integrate in because you have a lot of interest in the things that molly just said absolutely i i wanted to get into a little bit of the specifics specifically talking about bdnf if you're the 
you want to speak about that for a little bit. So, sure, I will. I am non-scientist, but highly curious and love learning. So, BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, is a protein that our brains produce. And what I find super interesting is that there are actually polymorphisms um, that dictate at the genetic level how much of that you naturally make coming into coming into the world. So some of us uh, genetically produce higher amounts than others. Uh, some of us produce less. Um, my uh, Kyle and I both have a polymorphism for optimal amounts. My husband has suboptimal. Um, ben Greenfield has talked about how he has optimal, his children have suboptimal, but that doesn't mean that you can't, uh, through supplementation and through exercise, have better production of BDNF. We want optimal production of BDNF whenever we can. Um, this is a protein that helps ensure that our neurons can heal and that we can repair damaged ones and create new ones. Uh, endurance exercise has been shown to assist with this, and lion's mane mushroom, one of our key ingredients in our nootropic, also helps stimulate production of BDNF. And, you know, what I love, what I love about learning as much as possible about where each of us stands genetically is understanding that there's no, there's no good or bad here. There's just information that we can gather from our genes and then make decisions based on that. Mm -hmm. So if someone has a polymorphism for suboptimal production of BDNF, that's just a piece of information that lets them know, hey, if I want, I can integrate this type of exercise or this type of supplementation and kind of correct for that little thing. And lion's mane, lion's mane is just a fantastic mushroom that has the ability to increase neurogenesis via nerve growth factor and BDNF. And those are, I, I just, I want good brains. I want all people to have better brains. <laughs> foundation, it's the foundation of an optimized life. Um, but that's that's kind of BDNF in a nutshell. Again, now I'm not not a researcher, not a scientist, just a very very curious individual who really wants to have as many tools available as possible uh, while I'm on this planet. <clears throat> so, sure, and I I think that's a great that that's a great explanation of it. Um, the other question that I had for you both is if you could compare and contrast a little bit of of the state, if you in a descriptive way, if you could explain the state of being in your mind in ketosis versus when you're not in ketosis in terms of you alluded to it a little bit. But in terms of the clarity that you feel or that state of equilibrium, if, if you guys want to talk about that a little bit, I think we'd all appreciate that. Yeah. So. I often say this and it sounds ridiculous, but because I was so in from the first moment I listened to that podcast, I I went subcaloric for a few days and zero carbohydrates. And I was actually on the 405 driving back to Santa Barbara from Encinitas. And all of a sudden, I was smelling things I hadn't smelled before. My peripheral vision felt clearer. I just felt distinctly different. And I actually thought there was something wrong with my car. So I pulled over. And right after I pulled over, I realized, oh, 
whoa, I like deep ketosis hit me. And I didn't really understand exactly what that meant until, you know, six months later, a year later. And now, so I just did my first uh, four day fast last week. And I went from four days into three days of um, under 500 calories. So in that state for two days, my ketone readings were above eight. My little meter couldn't even read them. But the best way to describe how that feels is every single one of your senses, there's an additional, uh, like if you've got a knob, you now can go up a few more levels on that knob Mm -hmm. with your focus, with uh, what you smell, with what you see. It's a very seamless, it's like beyond flow state. It's everything is clear. You're very emotionally balanced. You're kind of just accepting the flow of information coming through. And there's very little friction in your thought processes. And I know I'm going to, this, don't quote me on on this, but I was just reading something this morning um, that there's, 27% more energy available to the brain when it's running on ketone bodies versus glucose. Um, Something that popped up on Twitter this morning that I'll have to look for. Yeah, I just read a thing also that said that you're 20% more productive. Oh, yeah, that I can tell you. (laughs) I'll let Kyle jump in here because it's, well, can you tell them? Do you mind sharing with them? So (laughs) we we started our business. We're both very busy outside of the business we started. Kyle has two businesses. And at one point he went out of ketosis and couldn't figure out why on earth he was doing everything. (laughs) And we had this beautiful conversation where we realized like what you're capable of completing well in life when you're in the keto state versus not is so different that sometimes when you get out of ketosis, you're not quite sure why you're doing everything you're doing. So I guess the one danger of becoming used to being in ketosis regularly is that if you come out of ketosis, you're not as functional. You are (laughs) not. You just can't. I, my experience was not being able to keep up with everything I had begun. So as I got into ketosis, it was like, I didn't have to try. It was just everything that I wanted to do was instantly achievable it was like no planning no thinking about okay well what's the next step how do i do this it's like oh this is what i want to do this do is the it next now. step mm-hmm. there, that was all the deliberating that's all the considering that occurs is like that's the next step do it and it was that but across like four different projects <laughs> and so this is where keto brands came from really was like so my sister has been doing these things and she has this wealth of knowledge that is insane over 20 years of experience in the industry and the supplements and just personal exploration. And I've benefited from this just from proximity. I've again, being the guinea pig, she's like, try this brother. You must do this. I found this out about our genes. It works out well for her. So she's like, it must work for you. And now I just believe her automatically. Um, but I'd like to echo that too. Uh, in terms of, the ability to get things done when you're in in the uh, ketotic state, as opposed as opposed to not, I've had that same experience. It's for, real. Yeah. 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 
we we had talked a little bit um, before we went on air about the 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 challenges of staying in ketosis. Do you guys want to speak to that a little bit? Actually, yeah. Um, so Molly, you've been in ketosis. I mean, you've been on keto keto diet for years now. It's right? been it's it's coming up on three years for me, um, and I. I just love it. And again, I was, I was an obese child and I haven't been obese since I was 14, but for me, there are a few more layers. Um, there's a few more layers to the dietary choice part of it for me or different layers than I think for Kyle. Right. So I've just stayed in it, but he has, he's got more. So yeah, I use, I, I get it into ketosis, almost supplementing with, like I use it like a, a supplement. So I haven't been doing a lot of endurance running lately, but when I do, ketosis, a deep ketosis is beneficial for recovery. And your body is just in this constant state of repair when you're doing that many miles. Uh, for me personally, it was hard to kind of maintain it over, you know, I think I was in six months. You were like pretty strict. Maybe eight. But yeah. then what you found is with all of the exercise, your ketone numbers were always higher than mine. Even oh, if you love that. No, well, he'd, he'd be like, sister, I went out and I, no, he'd be like, I had a burrito and a beer last night. My ketones were four this morning. I'm like, what? what's going on? But, but that part, this is part of the fun of it to me is really noting, like, if I, if I do CrossFit, my ketones are super low afterwards, but then the next morning they're super high again. Part of the staying in ketosis or getting out of ketosis, and I try to have, I, there's a number of people in my life who are doing ketosis for various reasons. They're just kind of randomly checking their ketones and they're, you know, unnecessarily saddened because they come up with a 0.4 or they come up with a, you know, a number that they think is low. And in what a I, unsystematic way. A very unsystematic way where I know when to quote unquote catch my ketones. Like I, there's a formula for me of activity, intermittent fasting and food where I pretty much know when my ketones are going to spike. And I don't believe anyone should be chasing a number. I just know like, Cognitively, I love, I love a two, I love a 2.5. And if I can put my life together in a way that gets me that number at the busiest parts of my day, that's fantastic. Um, but I think a lot of people that I've spoken with who feel that they're struggling to stay in ketosis, oftentimes they're in ketosis, but they're checking their numbers at a point in their day where their cortisol is naturally high. Cortisol is going to dampen the number because it's going to raise your, your blood sugar. Um, people who have struggled to stay in ketosis that I know, um, oftentimes, um, they're not doing any sort of time restricted feeding. So they kind of haven't given their body enough time to, uh, to burn ketones or I'm sorry, for their livers <laughs> to produce ketones. Um, another thing that comes up is my understanding is that at the beginning, our ketone numbers are quite high because, our bodies have no idea really how to use these little guys. So there's a bunch of them in our blood. And over time, we actually create more receptors for the utilization of the ketones. So it's not necessarily that if someone is always 
in a very low state of ketosis as much as their bodies have gotten more efficient at using those ketones. It's a, it prefers ketones over time to glucose. Well, it, it does, but you also have to, you upregulate the number of receptor sites your body has for the utilization of ketones as a fuel source, right. is my understanding. Gotcha. Uh, but I do have I have female friends who struggle, you know, along with their cycles. They find just staying in ketosis difficult um, in certain points in their cycles hormonally. There's the hormonal component. There's the stress component. Um, there's the not understanding, a, a not understanding that I had in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like, all right, we're going to do 24 hours. I'm going to hit this super high number. And I'd look and I'd be at like 0.4 because I just didn't understand the cycle of cortisol and insulin and glucose and ketones in a body. Um, and I think that I've, I've gone off on a tangent here, but ketosis, like many other things we can choose to employ in our lives, is simply a tool that we can use to optimize for what we want out of life. And I think that everything comes down to what are you optimizing for? Mm -hmm. Are you doing ketosis for PCOS? Are you doing ketosis for long distance running? Are What's you PCOS? Sorry. Um, PCOS. I'm going to mess up now. It's um, gotcha. you just put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Oh, I'm and yes, <laughs> you're good. You don't, you don't have to worry about that one. Check. Um, <laughs> Got it. But, that, but those those things are so interesting to me because I didn't really I didn't I didn't understand that PCOS was something that was very connected to insulin levels. And even Alzheimer's, we're understanding or hearing more about Alzheimer's being type three diabetes. Oh. Um, sorry, I've gone on a huge yeah. tangent. Quick side note, quick side <laughs> note, real quick. Like when we get together, we're in the ketosis. We ramble, so jump in. Yeah, stop Go us. If no, so I do want to. I want to say something about this. So recently, um, anyone who's out there listening in, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet and Arate, and I am a member of that, and they are my mentors. But one of the things Andy Frisella did is he launched this 75 Hard program, where you basically stick to this personal power list of exercise and diet. Um, of five things, water, etc. 75 days you start out with, then you take a break and then you do 30 and then you take a break and then you do another 30 days and then you take another break and you need to do another 30 days. And it involves cold showers and things like that and stimulation. But what happened is when I did the first 75 hard, I was trying to do a paleo diet. And what happened honestly was one, I couldn't gain muscle mass back. It was a little bit weird. I was like, losing weight but i couldn't seem no matter how much i was working out which was two workouts a day of 45 minutes by the way but my body was exhausted and then about 25 days in i reached out to you know everyone and i'm like how are you doing this how are you not running out of energy how are you not getting beat up every day i like i couldn't move by day 25 i'm like my joints hurt my body hurts and they're like, what? and so it wasn't inflammation because I'd cut out the inflammatory things, but they're like, it's the way you're processing things. Try the keto diet. And so yep. once I moved over, the weirdest thing happened the next, you know, 50 days I was in on those 75 days, which was not only did I not have a problem fitting in my five things a day, the gallon of water, the reading 10 pages, the two 45 minute workouts a day, the the whatever else the like i'm missing something oh personal pick every day to see my progress is that 
I not only could did I have the energy to do that without any problem, I started doing it with intent, but the intent came so naturally. Like it just my my focus changed in about four days after switching my diet, I became so hyper focused. And one of the and so the hyper focus and the productivity, like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm figuring out different business potentials and ways to do things. And I'm launching this leadership group at our office. And I'm like, called the Centurion Leadership Battalion, which Sandra is a member of as well. And like, it hypered out. And then I sort of went out of it. And then you exactly what you said, which was, oh, my God, I have so much work to do. How am I going to keep up with this? You know, and now I don't even want to work out 45 minutes a day. And then I went back into a 30 days, went back in to, you know, on the keto diet, followed it, did the production. And then I have a, the ramping up in it. So it's this weird spurt that I've learned that I've noticed that, you know, now it's okay. I've learned to do it in these spurts and maintain it in those time periods. How do I get that more efficiently? Which is one of the reasons I've, I've reached out to you guys and we've been talking on Instagram and I took such notice in your product is because my whole thing is how do I live the closest to my full potential as possible? I know it's a lifelong goal, but how do I do that? But it's beyond just educating myself and exercise. It's how do I get my body to function most efficiently, you know? And it's like, you know, it's, it's not a great example, but I'll give the example. It's like putting normal gasoline in your car and premium gasoline, you know? So I'm the car. I want the premium gasoline. That's going to get my brain to function the best, my engine to function properly and drive out the most, most productivity, both athletically and mentally. Yes. And that's, I mean, I mean, that kind of, (laughs) that's kind of where the nootropic, the keto nootropic came from. What you just expressed is I think very close to what we feel like Mm. we are. It's exactly that experience is so similar. The hyper-focus I think is the, the foundation. It's like, there's no other way to describe how productive and effective and efficient you are when you're in that state. Yeah. There's just nothing like it. And towards the end of, you know, what you said, we're, we're pretty fortunate to be sentient creatures on this planet. You know, no matter what you believe, we don't really know why, but we're here and it's a pretty awesome thing to be here. And there are all manner of ways that this time that we have can be hijacked. It can be hijacked by our own emotional state when it's imbalanced. It can be hijacked by our physical state. If we don't take care of ourselves and to me, living my best life, living the best life as a human has to start with how clear and functional can we make our minds and how high of a percentage of the time can we be hyper-functional? Mm-hmm. Not non-emotional, not you know so functional that we're robotic, but just very clear that what we're doing is what we have decided to do from a clear state of mind mm-hmm. and that it hasn't been decided by outside media or family or friends. And the ketonic state in and of itself does that. And then again, coming from the supplement industry and really trying to understand the neurotransmitters that drive us, it was natural for me to start, you know, opening up alpha GPC and putting it in my 
my MCT oil to mm-hmm. optimize my ketone bodies. <laughs> and then while I'm a little too high, let me put some theanine in there. <laughs> and so it was a really natural progression for how I like to live. And then I get excited and right. my brother starts doing it and telling people. And Well, yeah, it's funny too, because it is really just like, it's a, it's a home-based apothecary. It's literally just like guess and check. It's like, did this work? Yeah, but let's try this. Let's add this. Let's take yeah. this away. But what I think is most potentially beneficial and interesting about being in a keto state, a ketonic state and or taking nootropics is that it can become predictable. It's not, you know how to get into that state with regularity. Yes. You're not just, yeah. you don't find your amazing state. You're like, oh my God, how do I, how did I get here? I don't care. That's Let's huge. just make, you know, use of it. Instead you say, oh, you can even be as precise as saying, oh, I want to be in a ketonic state at this point for this given purpose. Yep. It's, it's, magic. it's a tool. <laughs> it's not magic. But yeah. it's like I, magic. I know. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie. I can't remember the name. It's like Bradley Cooper, and he takes this pill, and it makes Limitless. him hyper-focused. What is it? Limitless. Limitless, yeah. <laughs> But it's it is that that's the feeling like the light comes in. I mean, the, I will tell you that the first thing I actually noticed was the change in my breath, and I didn't even notice that my breath was probably not key. I feel bad for Deborah about this, but it changed <laughs> the balance in my body, and yeah, so, so that that's one of the things I noticed first. But then there was this hyper state of the way my brain processed information, the way I looked at light, how vibrant color was, like things like that. That I'm like, how is this real? It's like. You know, I'm not tripping on mushrooms or something. I'm like, I'm seriously like in this hyper state and it comes naturally. And I want to also make a point to Kyle's point, which is this, is that once you, once I went through the first 50 days of getting used to it, now I know what to do for the most part. Am I always learning? Absolutely. And perfecting it? Absolutely. When I decide to go there. But it's, um, and does my work schedule mess it up sometimes and I have an excuse and that's awful. I got to get better at that. But what has happened is I know how to get there now. I have the tools and it's actually way easier than you could imagine. It's actually, if you make it part of your lifestyle and part of your structure in your life, it be, it comes so easily. And it's kind of crazy because, and then when you're in that state, it's almost like doubling down because your brain is in such a hyper-functioning mode that you automatically do it. You don't even think about it anymore. The no, default. It's, it's what you default to. It's you what do, you want to get back to right, immediately. Yeah. It gets easier, too. Each time, I think, one of the points Molly made to me earlier on was that we, you know, given the diet where it's at now, evolutionarily, like, so at a, at least American population, so carb-high, glucose dependent our bodies know what to do with the ketones once they get them and it feels weird and we have all these horrible experiences but the more you do it you're training your body not just to run only on ketones but it's being able to switch in and out of the substrate preference flexible metabolic states exactly like again like your body gets into it quicker like it knows what to do now that it's done it so many times before and sometimes you're out of ketosis or you're not on a key you know, keto diet and you don't react as negatively either. The more you switch in and out, your body becomes more familiar with this is the fuel source we're using now. This is what we have. Do the best you can with it. That adaptability I think is huge because I think being very strict is scary for a lot of people. It's unsustainable too. It's not sustainable for most people. No. And I think that the goal is metabolic flexibility and then 
within that being able to make the choice to go in or out for me i just i i don't i love it there too much <laughs> i i'm good um uh, i'm good and beautiful delicious food and beverage alternatives for mm-hmm. anything that i would have thought i missed which i don't um but i do think that it's important to to it's important for people who are just beginning to understand that yes you either are or or not in ketosis but over the long term you're gaining a metabolic flexibility that's going to allow you to you know you're on that business trip and you're going to go check out some breweries and you're probably not maybe going to be in ketosis for that week but your body is going to remember how to get back into that state fairly easily the longer you're in that state right Sandra, did you have anything you wanted to add in there? I know you you can't be on with us the whole time, but I wanted to make sure that you got enough time to ask any questions you wanted to. I, I appreciate that. And no, you guys have, have really just said everything that I've felt um, when I when I've you know practiced the ketogenic diet. And I do think that it it is like many things, it it's a practice. It's a daily practice. And when it's approached in that manner, it, it can remain a very healthy uh, a very healthy way to live um but i do think justin if if we and this might be for part two but if we could talk more in depth about the development of their product from from where they where they source their ingredients and how they came up with the uh ratios for the ingredients that's something that i'd be interested in Let's dive in. Yep. So, you know, for me, (laughs) it starts with that keto breath, really. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. That's where it all began. It's funny because we did have a very short lived company or product, um, and it actually came Kyle and I. Right. We we try to get together once a week. We go play disc golf, we hang out, and we were waiting in line at Starbucks and we were talking. And I was like, oh, my God, my breath stinks. Does your breath stink? And we both looked at each other. We're like, is that you? This is so basically we had this like moment of, oh, my God, our breath is horrible. So then we went and we were looking to see what mints we could buy to fix this keto breath scenario. Sorry, quick. I got to interject here. Like on the entrepreneurial side of things, I've always kind of had this interest once I accepted business was a part of being independent and doing your own thing and creating businesses. I was like, what is the the minimum? Like, how automated can you really make a business? And I had never done anything product-oriented, and it always kind of interested me. I was listening to other podcasts that had dealt with this, Indie Hackers podcast, as I really get on that. Um, but then, so that kind of lays the groundwork of why we got into wanting to create a product. Yeah. No, Molly. Because I, I can things all the time and right. Kyle's always like you got to make a business out of it I'm like man I work for a business this does not sound fun <laughs> but we ended up making a mint called kissable kissable keto for a very short period of time just as a like tiny footstep into what would it look like to put together a small simple product and that small simple product um really taught us a lot just about the Amazon side of things. And um, it, it was a nice stepping stone, but it ended up not being what was important to us. No. 
Um, so multiple conversations about this little mint that we were trying to put out onto the market and make clean and keto and, you know, free of artificial sweeteners and, uh, having trouble sourcing a company. Yeah. There was no one in the, there was no one in the States actually making a ready to go keto friendly mint. Um, so we actually went through a whole bunch of trials with a company, um, they were in China. Um, and we just paid to have a bunch of different like prototype mints made. And in the meantime, every morning, um, I'm taking my C8 MCT powder and I'm putting it in my coffee and I'm putting in my just the right amount of alpha GPC because over the years I've learned that too much acetylcholine just feels too buzzy. So I would always temper with some L-theanine. And so we're thinking through this little mint project. And I think Kyle at one point was like looking at the beverages that we were concocting in the morning and the fact that all of our friends and people who knew about them wanted us to make them for them. And that was just the second light bulb. Like, wait a minute, a mint for ketosis is not right. what we're making. Like, we went from like a gimmick product. Ultimately, yep. that was like the, that was more entrepreneurial business based. Like, let's just see how to make this work. And can we make it work? Realizing like, Oh, we have like a way better. Yeah. Idea multiple way better ideas let's kind of reshift refocus and it it seemed very natural for the company that we started to be called keto brains because it's very one it's the products that we'll be making the products we make and the products that are coming are focused on creating creating an easy way for everyone to affect a better brain state in a palatable not overwhelming way in a clean way. And in a very clean way, because I've used I've used a lot of the um, synthetic nootropics on the market over the years, <clears throat> and they're fun, but they're very drug-like. Um, I wanted something something I could use every day, once or twice a day, that was clean, that was sustainable, and that I could feel. And I'm very I'm very versed in what the therapeutic or functional doses are for a lot of different supplements. Um, Alpha GPC, for instance, a typical dosing strategy would be 600 milligrams a day. And having used Alpha GPC and other acetylcholine increasers over the years, I found Alpha GPC in that 300 milligram dose to be something I felt without feeling like kind of jittery and um, having tried CDP choline, uh, CDP choline, I later found out increases acetylcholine, but it also hits endogenous amphetamine receptors. So CDP choline for me always had an added jittery feeling that I didn't, I didn't want. I wasn't looking for that. So Alpha glycerophosphocholine is just something that I had had a lot of experience with. I'd had a lot of experience in recommending it to people and getting their feedback on it. Um, I've also had experience with what it feels like taking too much of it um, without something to kind of temper it. And that was where, for me, L-theanine, L-theanine as a compound always comes in when I'm in a brain state where I need to bring myself back into focus. Without being like tired. Without being tired. Yeah. No. And L-theanine gives you that just delicious, calm, focused, I've got GABA, but I don't want to go to bed. Like I'm just ready to go. So theanine is something I was actually adding to my coffee far before adding the alpha GPC. It was a happy drink. 
Well, that, that's, that's a different the, product. But that was the first yes. concoction, really, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll digress for a minute here. So about... More tangents. Yeah, sorry. start another chance. So... <laughs> So the, the the first beverage that I ended up concocting for myself and other people actually came about uh, about eight years ago. I had just gotten out of a relationship that I needed to get out of, but being in a relationship gives you a lot of happy chemicals, even when it's one you shouldn't be in. And when you leave a relationship of any kind, a lot of the negative things you feel are simply because you're now deficient in the dopamine and the endorphins and the happy chemicals. So I was at this place where... I was clear that I didn't need to be in this relationship anymore. I was happy to be out of it, but my brain just still felt dampened and sad. And then I remembered theobromine and cacao and how they increase dopamine. So there was this very sharp and distinct change for me from this brain state that was kind of sad and depressed to one that was clearly ready to move forward. And that concoction that I've called the happy drink that I fed to my staff and hundreds of people (laughs) over the years is simply two or three capsules of L-theanine equaling 200 milligrams to 600 milligrams of L-theanine mixed with a dark cacao powder. And that combination of theobromine and L-theanine is this just warm Cheshire cat grin state it's like a hot chocolate too. it's like it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a hot chocolate comfort. that makes you feel a certain way and that was kind of we've been making that for years before we even moved over into the keto nootropic space right um so thank anyway, you for that kyle sorry yeah, that's a, a genesis <laughs> um but as far as sourcing goes um you know we have we work with a couple of companies that are able to give us um chemical breakdowns and quality assurance um agreements from everywhere they source their products. The co-packer that we use uh, sends a batch off to a third-party lab uh, before we create each round of product. And just coming from the supplement industry, I, um, I didn't want to do a proprietary blend. A proprietary blend would protect us from other people stealing what we're offering. But as a buyer of supplements, I never want to see a proprietary blend because I would like to very clearly know what I'm purchasing. I would like to know what dose I'm ingesting, and I would like to be able to play with that dose. And when companies offer you a proprietary blend of magical brain ingredients, you really don't know what you're ingesting, and you don't know how to up the dose or lower the dose. So again, even though as a company, it would probably be wise for us to you know, be less forthcoming with what's in our product. As someone who's been all over the nutrition and supplement industry, like I, I want to see what I'm taking mm-hmm. and I want to see those doses. Did you have any, were you thinking of something more specific, Sandra? No, no, that was, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. I want to, yep. I want to really dive into what just happened there from a business standpoint, also in an entrepreneurial standpoint is you guys kind of dove in with one product, right? It was one product and you decided you were going to move forward or you were going to make these breath mints and you kind of dove into the space and you learned what you needed to, but then you pivoted it, You didn't yep. stick with the product. You learned what you could and you took all the positive things that you learned and you applied them to something better that was more true to what you guys were trying to do and true more true to your lifestyles and your passions and and therefore you're building a brand off it and i think that that's one it's so important that in the audience you understand this just because you know people often ride their original product to death 
you know, literally death of their business, literally their house to whatever. But sometimes you need to pivot. You need to create more brands or flavors under that product, or you need to switch the product altogether and take what you've learned and, and pivot. And so that's what it being an entrepreneur is. I think a lot of people think you're this entrepreneur and you come with this product and you ride it hard and that's what happens. But that's not really what happens. Entrepreneurs are constantly pivoting. They're constantly learning what worked and what didn't work and moving in the direction that works for them in the business. And, you know, I, I can say the same thing. There's been companies and businesses and professional sports teams that I've been involved in, you know, I would say most of the time the direction I started in wasn't the one I ended in or that there were what I'll call failures or opportunities to grow where I was able to extract out a lot of information and apply it to a new venture or a new business and stuff like that. But I will say this, um, and this is why I wanted you guys on the podcast in particular, one, from my own keto experience, but two, from the experience of any entrepreneur, like the structure that you build your life around. And it's interesting because I just talked about this in an email I sent out to our Centurion Leadership Battalion today, is that the structure in your life and how you structure life really results in the productivity, the creativity, and the things you do. What keto also also does is it helps provide that structure in your life and structure for your body to perform to optimize your brain power, to optimize your level, at least the best I've found to this point, okay? So, you know, so that's my opinion. But one of the reasons I want to have you guys on and what I'd like to do for part two, and then I want to continue down this road, but in part two, I actually want to have you guys come back on and actually sort of spend 45 minutes to an hour with the audience and explain out your actual days of exercise and the foods you eat and just use a day as an example because I really want to pass it on and I really want to promote your product in that way. And so, you know, earlier I was joking around about Deborah coming in with her coffee and she put the keto in there and she had her new fun toy that was battery operated. And I'm like, whoa, what are you talking about? But really what it was is you guys sent us a package here with with your product um, Deborah put it in her coffee, she put the batteries in and it stirred it with her. And she liked it so much she put it with her protein. But I gotta tell you, normally Deborah and I get up, we 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 do a little something, we dilly dally around a little bit, talk, and um and then eat breakfast. Well this morning Deborah drank her coffee. She did fifty sit ups, fifty push ups, fifty squats out of nowhere. I'm like, Why are you doing that? And I'm like She's like, well, this stuff, it feels really good. And it's got me so focused. And I'm like, and I'm like, and then she's been in the office ever since. And I'm like, what is going on with you? And, you know, now I'm getting a little more familiar that you explain the product that I've got the Energizer bunny running around our house right now. And um, and it's just a little weird thing that happened. And it was, and you know, it's obviously she's not there yet, but it made that much of a difference in her that I've already noticed it, you know, and she is a morning person, but there's a You'll different feel- energy level. Oh, you will feel it. And that's, relatively quickly. Yeah. You do. And that's, you know, again, coming from this industry where a lot of, I see a lot of companies um, who have done a brilliant job of their visuals and their marketing. And I get all excited and I, I know, I know product, I know ingredients. I pick up that product, I look at it and there's nothing in this product that's going to make me feel anything. And I know that because I know the ingredients. Right. 
And now being on the side of being able to produce something where 100% you're going to feel this. Like, I want you to feel this and I want you to feel good when you feel this. And to me, that's huge because that's, that's where, that's where I come from. And I get, it makes me very happy to hear (laughs) how it affects people. That's what we want. That's like the whole, like a driving purpose, waking up and having like, you just mentioned making it, making your business about something that's a part of your life that you believe in. It's essential. Yeah. It's essential. If you don't have that, you're going to either suffer or fail or both. Yeah. So hearing that is kind of why this happened i that's it's my favorite hearing what people have to say after they've used it the first couple times or they use it for a week and they think it was just their coffee and then they stop using (laughs) it and they can't figure out what's wrong with their week and they realize they stopped using their creamer (laughs) oh and that's the other thing is there you know you can buy each of the nootropics and supplements that we have in the keto brains creamer (laughs) in capsule form or in powdered form or whatever you like Again, when you pick up a product and it has any kind of blend, they've got the minimal amount to list it as an active ingredient. Yeah. Each scoop, each serving of this keto range creamer has like a full effective dose of each of those nootropics. Yes. It's as if you're taking the supplements with water. Yeah. And it tastes great. <laughs> and it well, feels and great. The absorption of the absorption of each of the nutraceuticals is going to be far increased by the fact that the base of the product is the C8 MCT. So you're taking those ingredients and when you blend them up into the coffee, you're essentially emulsifying and making them more available to the body, kind of in the same way that really digestible. Well, no, no, then they stay in the bloodstream longer in the same way that the caffeine molecule, you know, part of why bulletproof coffee that premise um, works so well for people and they don't get the crash is that when you take that caffeine molecule and you whip it up into that fat, the molecule becomes fat solubilized and it stays in the bloodstream longer. So you don't get this quick up and down. So the, the delivery of the nutraceuticals by virtue of being in that delicious coconut base um, is also helpful. Yeah. Well, and people don't realize that about fats is how they actually help control the delivery system to things that are good for you in that way. And I think that's an important thing is that there are a lot of things like you just said is, you know, it's not an immediate dose. It helps control that dose for you. Um, at least in my experience. And, and so I think it's important to, to understand what you guys just said. But quick, tell us about, I see you have three different products online right now. Will you guys quick dive into each one of those and, and tell us about those? So the, so the Keto Brains Nootropic is the one that we currently have available. And that is, that is a full-on nootropic supplement that is in a ketogenic base Um the flavor is very mild. It's very friendly. It's not going to ruin your coffee. Um, you're getting a full dose of alpha GPC for an increase of acetylcholine. You're getting a full dose of lion's mane with a 30% polysaccharide content. And you're getting a full 250 milligram dose of L-theanine in that product. The other two products one of them is based on the happy drink that I mentioned a bit ago. That that one is just a, a C8 uh, MCT ketogenic base with a raw cacao powder with a high theobromine content and a dose of L-theanine. Um, that one has a little bit of salt, a small amount of vanilla, and a small amount of monk fruit. And it's 
an absolutely delicious adult hot chocolate with the added bonus of having kind of a calming Cheshire cat grin feel to it. The matcha. So I love matcha. Matcha is a stone ground green tea. Green tea is where uh, theanine originated or our understanding of where theanine came from. So matcha in and of itself has a high theanine content, but our ketogenic matcha product, again, it's in that C8 base because the C8 MCT does the best job of stimulating our liver's production of ketone bodies and it's creamy and delicious. That's the base for all of our products. Mm -hmm. So it's a high quality stone ground matcha in a base of that C8 uh, with, again, a little bit of sea salt, a little bit of uh, vanilla and an added dose of L-theanine. So each of these products will hit your brain differently. And each of these products mimics a beverage that we will make for ourselves mm-hmm. at different points in the day, depending on what direction we kind of want our brains to go in. So a happy drink is something that I'll do at the end of the day. Matcha is something that I might do midday uh, if I just want a different flavor than my coffee. Uh, but all of them are intended to be functional beverages right. that you can integrate into your life in a way that's different than what people currently do. Like you don't, you don't need a Red Bull. You right. don't, I mean, I like whiskey. Whiskey's lovely, but sometimes you don't want a whiskey. Sometimes. I haven't tried keto brains and whiskey yet. No, we don't do that yet. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't. Um... <laughs> okay. I'll be the guinea pig. I'll play it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. We, uh, the coffee is just. We love coffee. Coffee free. We just love <laughs> coffee anyway. And we kind of just oh. assume that everybody else does, but it's, it's not necessary to use keto brains in coffee. A really good friend of mine just made a, like a honey almond milk keto brains latte yeah no coffee yeah you know no caffeine and still had the same effect yeah the product is supposed to deliver yeah so you can customize it however you like we just prefer the coffee yeah Yeah, and i love and i love it so what is the future hold for you guys i mean what future products i mean we talked about the happy brains and the matcha i mean are there (laughs) other things on your horizon and i asked this question specifically because i want to attach it to something else but i want you guys to answer the um what you guys think the future holds for you first yeah well you know i think when we first when we first started with the mints that ended up not being we had a number of other products that as people new to ketosis we felt would be very um good to put out on the market and those ideas are kind of still out there Um, we'd like to be a platform for, you know, all things self-optimizing. Um, you know, we sell, we sell a product, but we really do believe that you need to get out there as a human being and challenge yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. We really do believe that, you know, I can give you all the nootropics in the world and I can put you on a ketogenic diet and you're going to feel amazing. But the things that we need to do as human in this life to maintain that are a lot of them are outside of what we put in our mouth. And I don't have a super clear vision of what this is yet, but I kind of see us entering into the kind of lifestyle company space, um, helping to promote other companies that promote wellness, helping to promote other companies that promote self-optimization 
and just really trying to be a repository of information and products and um, links to other people and products to help them improve. Right. So, yeah, being a platform for other people, for other businesses and products that have a similar goal and trajectory and kind of philosophy uh, would be great to see that happening for sure. In terms that would of, feel amazing. Would feel too. Good. Right. And just like good begets good growth is good in, in that way. Um, Absolutely. Far, like definitely the products that you see on the website that will be available hopefully sooner than later. We've also talked about having real adult beverages or like mockinis. Yeah. Know, like, so you can go out at night and not have to drink alcohol and still have a mind change humans for whatever reason, really like altering their brain state. Yep. <laughs> That's just Absolutely. who we are. <laughs> yeah. It could be, it seems smart and it seems like a good place to have this product in a place, actually in an environment people are drinking less and less. Like an old school salon where you can order up as many beverages as you want, but each of those beverages has just the right dose of, you know, a theanine with a touch of acetylcholine because you know what your neurotransmitter state is and we want to talk about amazing things all night without, you know being out of ketosis and feeling like poop the next day. Right. More functional. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, I wanted to, there's something that you said that one thing that is interesting is we, there's always the laws of attraction, right? And positivity attracts more positivity and attracts more positivity, right? And attracts positive people to your life when you surround yourself with positive people. And you're ultimately, if you're in business, positivity attracts you know, positivity adds value, which attracts money and sales, you know? So it's one of the things that you guys are doing there. But what I really want to say is for some reason in that state, you're able to attract more positivity than normal. It's like you open up a brainwave and I know it's energy. And I, people are always telling me hocus pocus or pie in the sky every time I talk about this, but it's real. And if I didn't experience it, I would probably be a disbeliever of it also. But there's right. these certain energies, I mean, that happen. I mean, we're made of energy and matter, right? That's what we're made of. So it makes sense that when we're in our optimal levels or going towards our optimal levels, that we would produce more energy, especially if it's positive. You oh, know, so, and people don't realize this, when you're in a negative state or something bad happens, you're emoting a lot of negative energy in the opposite oh, yeah. way. So just look at it when it's negative and what you attract. And then you're like, God, I'm, I have bad luck. Well, bad luck begets bad luck because you're attracting that bad negative energy. And right. so I encourage people to look at it on the other side and then realize it's still possible on the positive side also. That's number one. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say real quick that there's it's even at, uh, on a physical level, on a very scientific level, like there's a resonance it feels that occurs when you're in that state. Like these, it kind of I made mean, this is more analogy than science, I guess. But when two mental states with their own energies kind of interact, there is like an amplification and yes. resonance occurs. A stronger signal for that frequency. Yeah, absolutely closest description of that experience that I've so far. And I want to talk about it. Just, I'm going to extrapolate out of it. One of the things I've tried to do with this podcast is get that collaboration of energies amongst people. Mm 
you know, that's one of the things we try to focus on in the podcast is people reaching out to each other. That's why we're doing the summit so we can bring all the people together. But I'm going to give you guys an example because I think it's important. Is JR just happened to fly out to Colorado today from Oklahoma to meet with me to go over some stuff with his business since we've become friends because of the podcast and the positive energy and working with each other. The interesting thing is, is over the last few weeks and months, we've talked a lot about cleaning up his labels for his beef jerky and the opportunities that are there. And one of the conversations is around a keto beef jerky. How do we do a keto beef jerky? Maybe it's just him white labeling it for, say, as an example, keto brains, beef jerky, but he's helping you guys formulate the process and working with his co-packer to get that guys too. But it's one of those things where this weird energy and opportunity keeps coming around. I always talk about it. Like literally I envision the summit. I put this post out there and eight hours later, I got a bunch of universities in Georgia calling me saying, would you be interested in setting up an expo for all these food and beverage entrepreneurs in the state? And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. I just launched this summit eight hours ago in an email that you guys don't know about yet because I just emailed people to see if they were interested. And it's things like that that happened. So why did I ask JR to join us was because of that exactly. Maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe there's not. But it's like, okay, there's this energy here. You know, everyone's trying to better the world and beef has protein. Plus, if it was keto, it adds it's two for the price of one, in my opinion. And so... It's one of those things where how can we help you guys through your brand and how can other brands benefit? Because once you guys are all moving together, the positivity, and I keep saying this on the podcast, people are going to get tired of hearing it, is one plus one doesn't equal two. When you bring two entrepreneurs together that are bringing two brands that are going in towards similar goals, it's more like one plus one equals three or five or whatever because the creativity that happens and the ability to benefit each other piggyback on each other's followers or customers or whatever else becomes enormous. So yeah, the whole whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and he's, I mean, they're the keto carnivore space, um, separate from the keto space is growing. And, you know, just as someone who's kind of edging into that keto carnivore space, it's really hard to find like clean, dried meat that isn't full of sugar. And right. when I do find it, like I spend a silly amount of money on it because I'm like, can't oh, find it anywhere, right? I, I can eat this. <laughs> so that space, yep. that space is growing. Um, that space is growing for the keto and the carnivore crowd. So it sounds like he's in a really good spot with coming up with alternatives at a good time um, at a good time so what do you think, of, think what do you think about that jr since you've been quiet all the time you've been in well, the studio <laughs> you know i talk <laughs> entirely too much so i've just wanted to sit back and listen and uh <laughs> hear <laughs> learn as much as i can and uh, not take over your guys podcast as well <laughs> but um it's funny you say that because Justin Justin and I have had several conversations over the past several weeks about how we can clean up our beef jerky. I mean, we, you know, our, my, my original recipe was a huge success. It's still my top seller to date, but I came up with that recipe, not knowing the trends in the food industry, um, and so now that's why we're looking into alternatives. Like I, I plan on making new recipes with the exact same flavors, 
that they will taste it identically, but we want to clean it up completely. I mean, like I said, we're removing all sugar from, uh, or at least 90, as much sugar as we can remove from the recipes as possible. Um, right. You know, I've seen playing with, uh, allulose, um, so that they're able to maintain that like delicious teriyaki flavor in in a beef jerky um without the sugar and i've tasted some of them and you wouldn't know that it wasn't sugar yeah. like, there's some functional ingredients to play with for you out there right now what about monk fruit yeah, is that too. something you've thought about or looked at or i mean because that's keto i don't know and it's actually pretty close to sugar for me it tastes like sugar and doesn't knowing, upset your yeah, stomach your ingredient profile, but. Ah. No, no, these are all new to me. These are good things to hear. We we have a product that we've sourced uh, thus far, but, um, you know, You're uh, <laughs> I, I'm quick to pivot. I don't, I don't have to, just because I think something doesn't mean it's true. And oftentimes it's not. So I'm, I come up with a lot of really great ideas and now I guess they weren't actually great ideas. <laughs> like it sounds, it seems like a wonderful thing when you first come up with it and then you get into it and you're like, yeah, that's the fun of it. That's the process. And then when you get halfway into it, you're like, Oh, how did I not see that? This isn't going to work. How did I not see this wasn't going to work when I, but if you're willing to accept that you will fail at something, don't give up, but just know that you're going to fail. Then <laughs> much of it is perspective too. They're like, literally, if you think you've just experienced a failure, you need to reconsider whether or not you're doing the right thing. You fail, you learn, That's it. and you do something different. Yeah. So there's no failing. It's no. you're constantly moving in the direction. You're of, evolving of quickly. Your goal. It's yeah. like accelerated evolution. If you just if you can fail as much as possible out the gate, you've got a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just get it done. Keep trying. I agree with you guys completely. Well, and it's like, what if I'm going to do business with someone? I mean, this is people say this, but people don't realize how true it is. I want to like when if we're getting into something, you know, and I want to trust a brand or I want to trust someone, or we do a lot of co-packing and we do healthcare meals, and we're in the health space as a company, but we also do a lot of co-packing. If you're like right off the gate, right in the the product, and you want to go to co-packaging, and you haven't experienced some things. It's hard to leverage that because, and I'm, I don't turn away people. Don't get me wrong. I try to customize solutions as a company for everyone. But my my knowledge of how fast your company is going to be able to scale, you haven't built slow yet. Without having failures, I, I usually call them opportunities to grow or lessons because you need to have all those lessons. I've had so many myself, but you've got to be willing to have them. And you're going to have, I mean, the ratio might be 9,999 to one, you know, yep. but <laughs> you know, like Just, Thomas Edison's light bulb, that's what happens. You know, that's, that's just the willingness to do it and having the stomach and the courage and the fortitude to do it, you know? So I think that's so important as a lesson, as we're talking here about, you're going to fail quote unquote, or have more lessons in your life than you are. And when you're willing to have those lessons for your entire life, I think we grow and have that full potential as well. And I will, I want to take it back to the keto thing really as well is in that keto state, you almost process that stuff a little bit differently. You're able to rebound off of it differently. You're able to pivot quicker. Like I said, 
And that's so, why I love having you guys on the podcast because I want entrepreneurs to see that there is a way to structure your life to improve your capacity, to improve the way your brain thinks, to see opportunities that you may have not seen before. Well, and to make space for it. Like what you just said is huge because, you know, I if I looked at what my day looks like today from 10 years ago, I there's I there's no way I would think I should do all the things that I do. I have, I have a full-time job. I have a business. I do CrossFit. I have two large dogs. We need to go hiking. I need to take them out for a walk. I have a husband. I have all of these things, but it doesn't like 99% of the time. This is not overwhelming. This is like, it's exciting. Nice. (laughs) I, I was able to fully participate in all of the things I wanted to participate in. And again, you know, we all have days where, well, I, you know, that workout could have been better or, you know, we're human. But to your point, that being in the keto state, at least my experience of it, is that I get to fill my life more. My life is more full. And the fuller it is, the more opportunities I have to mess up and be horrible at something like CrossFit and get better at it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome. We only have so years. We don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. And so one of the things, like what you said, though, is one of the things I really want to extrapolate out of that happens with me is because I'm in a heightened state, um, state of mind, I'll call it, and and, and my hyper-functional and super productive, hyper-productive, is that there's this immense amount of gratitude that naturally comes with it. It's weird. It's like I'm so grateful of the time and the experience and the way I look at the world. And it's almost like I look through a slightly improved lens. And because of that, it improves my life around me because I appreciate things so much more because I am living to a fuller potential. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think sometimes the only negative, and I don't even... I don't think it's a negative, um, an awkwardness that can come as other people around you who aren't there are just kind of wondering what's wrong with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They don't understand. Oh yeah. And, the, and negativity and they feel like you're a threat because all of a sudden yeah. you're hyper productive and you're like, uh, you know, you know, it's like this weird change because it is a change. You're a suddenly a better functioning person. And people can come off as like, what's wrong with you? Or why are you doing that? Or, you know, I I know I've had it. So, and as I start to accelerate out and people feel they're left getting left behind or people I work with have trouble seeing what I'm seeing because they're not in the same state, you know, it can cause issues. You know, that's a gentle way to put it, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, again, it's, it's challenge. It's, there will always be challenges. And I think because no matter how similar we might be to another human being in our life, we are always ultimately different. I think some of the most difficult challenges we wind up facing have to do with the differences in brain space, um, human to human. And it's, it's always a challenge to figure out how to move through a particular challenge with another human in the most positive way possible and knowing when there's something to stand up for or something to leave on the table with other people and fortunately we're all so different that we have opportunities to learn that all the time (laughs) and that's that's part of it 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're saying is so true. And we, when we're growing, it's always harder for other people. And that's not because we're not doing the right thing. It's because they need to process something or go through something. And so, you know, and if they really are curious and they're a person that's willing to grow, you know, how can I lead by example and encourage them to do the same thing we're doing, which again is why the podcast, because I had all these people and they wanted advice and they want mentoring and they want help with their businesses in the food and beverage space. I'm like, there's a better way to do this. I can reach out to everyone and create the same positivity and just why not just give away the information? You know, we, I reject sponsorships on a weekly basis, you know, and I'm like, I, it's not about the money. It's really not for me because really the benefit is, is building all the businesses in positivity in the space and helping the next generations learn from us. Cause I think as entrepreneurs, we have this great gift of being able to teach the future, the, you know, a better way of doing things and what hard work really looks like and being in control of your own life. And, you know, there's the victim mentality needs to go away and the entitlement needs to go away because it's really, you have a choice, you know, and I think as entrepreneurs, we do that. So I'm off on a tangent here, but no, it's a great, it's good. <laughs> but what I'm yeah. saying is, is these are some of the things that we need to teach. There is the ability to, to be better. You know, if I would have known about a keto diet when I was playing soccer, um, when, when I would go over to Europe or when I was in college or even in college for studying or in graduate school when studying, I mean, I discovered CrossFit fairly early. So that's been a huge staple in my life of getting through hard shit for lack of a better term. But, oh, yeah. but I've now been able, now I take that and I have a heightened focus and it becomes that much better. So, you know, Kyle and Molly, what I think I want to do here is I want to just, I really want to take the chance because I think it's beautiful what you guys are doing and you're educating as well as providing a brand. That's your value is the education piece. And then people, you know, see the value in your product. I know we see it here and I'm, I love the education piece. So I'd really like to um, let the audience know that maybe let's schedule another episode in two weeks. That'll give everyone enough time. But I'd really like to break it down how you guys structure your keto diets r around your products as well and maybe some other products and what that looks like in your lives because I think this is really important. Um, one, for you guys as a business um, in that you're teaching future generations and other food and beverage entrepreneurs, there's a way to improve your businesses, not directly related to your businesses. It's indirectly through a structure in your life like this. Yep. And then the other part is, is I really want to sort of dive into, um, to how it helps other people in specific ways in your life that you guys see over the next two weeks that have helped you on a minor way so we can sort of show that it's not a giant leap. What happens in ketosis, at least for me, is it's a lot of little things every day that I do. It's the little things that I've changed that lead up to that 20% more productivity. It's that those little things. And then by five days, I've now compounded. So now if I'm 20% more productive for five days in a row, imagine what happens, you know, from, for the business or for my brands or for, you know, people I work with, clients, vendors, friends, family, you know, my stepdaughters, you know, how does that matter? So I want to give you guys the chance and the floor to like really structure something and obviously have a loose conversation, but really dive into how that works in your life. Cause I think it's important. We teach 
other food and beverage entrepreneurs the importance of this state of uh, mind. I think so. Yeah, that would That'd that sounds great. fantastic. Yeah, there's so much to say. There's so many different ways to take this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So thank you guys for coming on so much. And I want to keep going, but I'm like, I, I really want to do another podcast because I think we could go on a whole other tangent. And, um, you know, I've got ideas in my head for you guys. And this is where a visionary and, and being a high functioning person that I'm already like, how do I take what you guys do and get you guys involved more in the food and beverage entrepreneur lives that I'm involved with to help educate this? Because coming from me, it, it's one thing, you know, I'm the guy they know, but coming from someone else like you guys who experience it on a regular basis, I think gives such validity to it that, you know, it's important. And I haven't talked much about it on the podcast because I haven't found someone um, in that space that really is building a brand and has the vision that you guys have. So I really appreciate you guys coming onto the podcast and your energy and the positivity and the insight for sure. Well, what you're doing yeah. is thank you too. Yeah. It's huge. Fantastic. Very and much appreciated. It gives us the opportunity to, to learn in this space because this type of conversation outside of our small circles is still new for us. Mm -hmm. And it just, it means a lot for you to be out there doing what you're doing for um, people at the beginning of this journey. So it's right. like you're, you're a very warm, strong um, helper friend. Well, like I tell everyone, I usually say it after we got F the podcast, but I, you know, I, I build relationships through this podcast that I never thought were possible. And, you know, I have everyone's back, you know, I'm here, I'm a, a resource or I'm a person to connect people. Like I just did with you guys and Jr. because I don't have all the answers. I don't function in some of the spaces that we talk about. So I need, but I want you to succeed. I want everyone to succeed and live to their full potential. So why not just connect the pieces and let you guys do what you do? So that being said, I'll also connect you guys and Jr. after we get off the podcast um, okay. and I'll okay. reach out and we can get cell phone numbers and I'll connect you guys. So that'll work. And then, um, for the audience, like this is what the summit's going to be about who are, who are asking me questions since I'm getting 30 to 40 DMS in my personal and, uh, food entrepreneurs podcast, Instagrams and Facebook. This is what it is. If you want to know what it is, it's not an exhibition. It's not a sampling and while we will integrate your products into the six meals we serve, um, everyone who attends, so that's the showcase for your food. We are trying to get you guys to collaborate through things and use in educational and motivational speakers um, to help facilitate that and give you guys ideas on how to do that better and work with each other and build relationships because that's what it's all about. That's why I do the podcast. I build relationships and I help everyone else build relationships and learn. So um, thank you everyone for listening in and have a great day. Thank you very much. You too. Happy day.